Welcome to another episode of the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that delivers the delicious hot takes from all the tech news and something else about that. I'm not reading the actual script right now, but we're here. We're live and Yuli <laughs> is not here. And we do have a Twitch chat going. You can't see me. I'm looking over Straight to the right. Live. And we've got we've got some stuff going in here. A lot of people saw the uh, the pre-show, uh, which is a lot of us just sort of rambling and and making digs at people, especially people who who aren't here, like Aaron. Aaron is uh, is on vacation. So Tyler and I, and maybe we'll, we'll invite a few guests on over, over the coming week or so, are kind of handling it for the moment. Uh, just an FYI, just a reminder, if you don't know and you do want to join, we are now live on Twitch. Uh, I think the Twitch handle is Tech Breakfast, just all it one is. word. Is that right? Yep. Yep. That is correct. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're rolling with now. Uh, do we have anything for this day in tech history from yesterday? Because that's, uh, that's normally what we're doing. <gasps> Oh my goodness! We very much so do. What is it's it? Is so it amazing? So well, good. it's <clears throat> it's actually so many good things. It's from a very long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. On May twenty fifth, the day oh. that it was yesterday, we have not one, but two different Star Wars movies that were released. Wow. One in 1977. Can you take a guess which one was released in 1977, Tyler? Episode four? The first one? That's Star correct. Wars. That yeah, is correct. Seems Timeline-wise, seems pretty appropriate. So by then, <clears throat> which one was released in 1983? Oh, gosh. That would have been not Empire. That Last Jedi? That's right. No, what yeah. last day? But Return of the Jedi, was, which was, I think is what you. Oh, Return of the for. Jedi. Sorry. Yeah. yeah yes. Uh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. In so, the first trilogy, and I didn't know this, um, but they were both released on May twenty fifth. So um, I didn't know that. Phenomenal, either. phenomenal two days uh, in history, six years apart. Uh, huge Star Wars fan myself. In fact, that's sort of a fun fact. My brother and I basically we communicate about two things: uh, the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks, the two and zero. Oh, Versus the LA Clippers, Dallas Mavericks. Thank Even though goodness. I couldn't, I couldn't watch the freaking game last night without having Why? to pull up some sketchy stream online because NBA TV was blacked out on my YouTube TV yesterday. I was very that sounds about right. About I was yeah. quite annoyed. It's a playoff yeah. game. Like what? What is this? I pay for this channel. It's dumb. Mm, um, yeah. not, uh, we talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talk about basketball, and we talk about Star Wars. That's basically what? it. I have like. 15 Star Wars books here, and it's all like the the visual dictionaries of the movies, and we're always like, quizzing each other on trivia. That's so if we ever show ridiculous. up to a random bar and it's like Star Wars trivia night, we're probably going to lose because we're both really bad at trivia, but we'll have a pretty good chance compared to any other topic. I was going to say, if you've yeah. got books, like I'm bad at trivia and I don't have books about Star Wars, so... Gonna guess you got a leg up there. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I probably do in overall uh, knowledge consumption, just whether or not I can take that knowledge and apply it <laughs> to the very apply important to game of trivia is uh, very important. Is a whole nother ordeal. For yeah, all the random crap I will hold in my brain, I am usually pretty terrible at trivia. That's actually incredibly surprising and disappointing to me. I feel like there would <laughs> be a lot of things. It'd be like, so listen, guys, you, do you understand the exact atomic weight of the amount of slick stuff that you would put on a bowling alley lane? And I would think to myself, <laughs> yeah, Tyler knows that. And I then you would let that. me down in, uh, I would, in the game I would. of trivia. I think I feel I, it's not often that I have participated in trivia, but I always feel like I am lacking. And you know why? 
actually, I, I think I can pin this down. Trivia mostly consists of pop culture stuff, which I am woefully disconnected from. Um, like music, which I guess falls into that bucket. But like, I don't do names and dates very well. And half of trivia usually ends up being, you know, what year did such and such? And if it's not technology, like I have no, no idea. No, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even great with years and dates and things like that. I think sometimes I do decent with movies. I do a good job with like movie quotes. Those are things that I oftentimes do. See, do a pretty good I can job picture with. what movie they're in, but I couldn't tell you the title and I can't give you any actors' names. Is the picture actresses. moving in your head? Yeah, sometimes I can motion, see the scene. Motion yeah. picture. I could probably, probably describe it. Like, oh, I, I mean, child. obviously, there are certain movies where I'd probably remember, you know, the name of the movie, but it, it would be like, that's not a, a sailboat, it's a schooner, right? And I could picture the guy painting the picture in the mall, but mall rats would take me like 15 minutes to come up with, right? That's right. Uh, Kieran actually, by the way, mentions uh, they, they often make fun of our Yesterday in Tech History uh, segment on the show, which I honestly think we should just start calling it Yesterday in Tech History. It makes it, <laughs> it, makes it much better. Uh, but Kieran also pointed out that Tech History in less than two hours... For for today, uh, is actually the the SpaceX astronaut launch in in 2020. Uh, so that, oh, wow. that happened. Uh, yeah, that was ago, like a year ago yesterday. History, technically, uh, so, which he also is saying that his secret source may be the show notes from from huh. last year. Did he hack us? Is he a hacker? Did, are you hacking us? And uh, we're going to also right have now? a this day in tech history from last year is the day that my daughter entered the show with an apple. Uh, needing me to open the bag. Go ask mama, baby. Open, open the bag. Oh, there's, I'd see you just, I didn't see her walk in. So when you said Apple, uh, the bag caught me off guard. Yeah. Cause I wasn't uh, well, expecting Apple of, to be in Apple, a bag. Do we have any news here where we can blast Apple today? Oh, oh, Apple know. doesn't have their champion on today, which is Aaron Bewley. Aaron, Aaron Bewley. That's true. He what, doesn't what, like oh, that. Man. He doesn't like it when we say that. And I think he's listening uh -huh. right now. So I'm glad he's that he listening. can't defend himself in this. Yeah, moment. That's true. Uh, so we're gonna have to get we're gonna have to get Tim on, but Tim Tim is a much stronger champion than Am. Uh, I than spoke Aaron with Tim for, yesterday. For I I don't need to speak with him for another couple months. So. <laughs> Got your bill, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's that's all we need. Ding. No, I didn't actually see anything about Apple in the news today. I think uh, I'm sure they'll show up before anything makes major waves. But the only news I'm interested in seeing from Apple is where this epic Apple stuff goes, because I know the deliberation will probably be a while. But the fact that you know, Tim Cook was on the stand and, and a lot of that. That's got to be coming to a head. I haven't seen timelines, by the way. Have you? I think that we're supposed to be seeing some form of a, um, I mean, the trial, the current one, yeah. right? It's supposed to, I read earlier in the week that it is coming to a close. Yeah, well, it certainly sounded like it. Which is just for this like round. Final And then we'll go through 13 to 300 appeals somewhere in well that. yeah of course the, the appeals but there should be some sort of judgment it's i mean it's not preliminary because they're actually file so there's there'll be some kind of judgment and then there, i expect you know appeals until well my kids are old enough to run well i'm wondering but, over under on which one's longer <clears throat> the google versus oracle Ooh. trial or epic versus apple i i can't epic versus that. apple seems to have been moving faster now i think i think I mean, it's getting faster i don't think anything's going to take as long as uh google yeah. and oracle uh, that one's google more fundamental oracle <laughs> 
just that, the the Google Oracle one has, I think, broader reaching impact, right? Absolutely. The the Apple Epic, it it and that's big. It's going to toss up the industry for sure. But the platform market makers, for lack of a better way to say that, there, there are only a few uh, that are, I, I guess, big enough and meaningful enough to really be impacted. Whereas Oracle and Google, that's like everybody that codes anything ever. So. Yeah, no, it, it had huge, far-reaching implications of basically just software development in general. We got we got a lot of things going down in the chat right now. Uh, in particular, <laughs> one person said truth, Russ. I'm going to say that that was about Aaron being the, the Apple defender. That's it's my guess. Um, it's my assumption. Uh, or maybe it was dealing with Tim and you can't talk to him more than a couple months. It's one of those two things, both of which are true. Um, uh, oh, too much Tim. Yeah, okay, I got the second one. There we go. We're good. Uh, isn't Epic suing Google as well? Yeah, I, th- I think they are. I just think for whatever reason, is people Epic suing everybody? Don't care. Yeah, uh, it's not as people, it's people not don't as care big. about Google though. Like no one likes Google because their primary business model is advertising, and advertisements are apparently the awful, all evil, all evil. That's so, why they deleted the you know their mission statement, right? They used to be do no uh, do no evil, and then they're like, oh wait, ads. We yeah, made ads evil. We made ads, and so, so we that's kind of our bread and butter. Everything we said. <laughs> We're gonna back away from that little guy. Uh, Kieran's asking if we have covered the silicon shortage um, that is seriously we've talked about it. the world. Yeah, we we have talked about it maybe indirectly. Yeah, because uh, we, we it, talked about it when we talked about Intel and Gelsinger making a move from VMware and stuff like that. Because that's obviously one of the the target areas for Intel, and we've talked about some of the government funding that's targeted yep. to sort of create. Um, at least in the United States, uh, reduce foreign demand or demand on foreign assets in that regard. From the manufacturing side uh, of right. the silicon, yeah. But th- there is an article related, not necessarily to the, the shortage, but so uh, I talked about something that I wanted to make sure I did, which was Valve. So Valve is secretly uh, yes. building a Switch-esque portable gaming PC. And if you're wondering, yes, I will own it. Uh, you get to tell me all about I it. I will tell you all about it. Um, does it require the, a Facebook account? I hope it does. If it does, if, if it does require a Facebook account, then I will buy two of them. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's that's I'm calling my shot right now. It's great. Um, I uh, I enjoy being tracked and I like ads. I just it makes Love me it. feel better about myself because uh, your ads matter to you. My my, my bringing meaning matter. to your life. <laughs> you know, I will say this. I was thinking about this the other day because I just think it's hilarious how we like vilify ads in general. And I think to myself, like people say, well, you you've been manipulated by ads, whether you think so or not. And I'm like, OK, I'll accept the premise. Comfortable sure. with this. Yes, notion. let's try this. Now, let me think back it to it, the amount of purchases that I've made that I've regretted. <laughs> and it's like maybe one or two. Right. Russ, it's, Russ it's not, doesn't have buyer's zero. remorse. It's incredible. As soon as I rare. trade money for goods, I regret it. Like, <laughs> See, I wish I still we, had the money. We live, we live very different <laughs> lives. Unless it's um, Man, I love like a good steak or chicken thighs. Carrots, so unless it's too, I guess just food, maybe just food is the only thing you're okay. <laughs> Never doing. regret food. Well, with this Valve uh, PC, which I will hand over money for and then immediately not regret. Uh, yeah. The. Um, <laughs> They're basing it off of... So I don't know if you know about SteamOS. I don't think we've ever talked about it on the show. We've not. Uh, so, I know nothing about SteamOS. Uh, Gabe Newell, the uh, overlord of Valve, uh, an overlord of, of some country the right now. He's, he's lived in a, another country since the start of the pandemic because he was there and he basically went Small. to the government and said, can I stay here? Big. And they were like, sure. Um, Didn't he buy an island? I think it's somewhere in the Nordic region. 
Ooh, cold. And uh, well, he basically one thing that he did many years ago was come out and say that he hates Bill Gates and he hates <laughs> anyone who works at Microsoft and he's mad at Microsoft and he thinks Microsoft oh. is bad. And instead of taking them to court, Strong words uh, like I guess most people would have done because he, he felt like Microsoft was in some way, shape or form infringing on his business model. I ah, don't remember course. at the time. So what he did was he was like, screw it. I'll make my own operating system. So he went, he, and, he met him mid, he, he, he brought yeah. him straight to mid. He did court straight up and, Come at and me, so bro. he went and created steam os <laughs> which as you can imagine Great. is is based off of linux and uh it has I'm been shocked. around for quite a while now steam os is not something that you go and you download and you install on a desktop pc can you, you put can. microsoft office on it mm, no you cannot which <laughs> is the first question i get from people about linux and then i usually just say okay you're dumb so i walk away <laughs> um no, it's so you can technically install it on, on a desktop and then play games, whatever. But it's really been used historically in their their original streaming box. So there is something that. called Steam Big Picture Mode, which basically was meant to run an HTPC, mm-hmm. you know, at a TV and then use a controller and make it behave like a console. Well, they made a right. Linux distro that essentially behaves in that exact same manner. That's pretty. Cool. And then you could stream your your game, you know, games from your PC to wherever you were in your house. I guess I didn't realize that was stream OS or, or steam OS. Um, because mm-hmm. I remember running into that tech when I was big into HTPCs and just trying to deliver content through, you know, a front end. Right. Sure. So it was, it was the, that brief moment where that, that device, what manufacturer popcorn hour existed and stuff like that. That was all right around the same time. They didn't make it. Roku rocked them. Yeah, the um, it, so it's interesting because Valve, being Valve, they don't care about anything that they release. Like they, they're not like for instance, I can guarantee you, about it. they have zero goals. Like they have zero sales <laughs> goals for this secret portable gaming PC. That's awesome. They and they may they're probably going to lose a billion dollars on it. And Gabe's just gonna be like, eh, I mean, I'll take that island over there now. So don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, I whatever. get my thirty percent that no one knows why I get, and I'm going to keep getting it. So don't worry about it <laughs> for now. <laughs> and and so, but. I just, you know, I have a feeling this will be a bad product. So I'm super excited yeah, about I, it. Yeah, I, I don't know how you're not going to regret it. Uh, at least the second one that's that requires a Facebook login, because that's just money for tracking on a device that's probably going to be terrible. My, my first thought when I saw that was I want it to be successful because I always want new gaming platforms to be successful. Um, but then I'm immediately reminded of like the PSP versus the Game Boy and the PSP was awesome, but or not not the PSP. That's not the one I'm thinking of. It's the Sega, the Sega one, the original oh my, color, the like gear? released. Yes, yes, released with the Dolphin game Echo, that right? Takes me so, back. so like that that console was amazing because it it rocked Nintendo's Game Boy for you know being color for having more pixels. Like I think I think they could have more than MIDI sound. I don't even remember what all of the specs were, but died in a fire compared to Nintendo because Nintendo has never chased the premium market. It was all like, nah, make it flat, make it black and white, and make the battery last forever. Also, if you drop it in, in a bathtub, just let it dry out and continue working. And so it, it destroyed it by being dead, simple, and approachable. Obviously, the Nintendo Switch is way, way past that. It is a very powerful console. But 
they still go back to it's like it's not bleeding edge graphics uh you know around the board it's Lame. simple the docs are simple it's Lame. fairly inexpensive Lame. the games have so much legacy they they kill it like cool. i want the valve stuff to win in the sense that i want it to be awesome but i don't it, it will I have, just no have so little faith <laughs> it just, it'll have no direction. And people are asking if I know that the uh, my cursor is on the stream. Stream, I do. I'm aware. Yeah, that's why I keep doing this. That's why I keep going over Tyler's face. Uh, the um, question for you: Take a guess. So the uh, Game Gear came out. Uh, well, I guess it didn't come out, but that's when the statistics were reported. In 1996, it was the last time the statistics on Game Gear sales were reported. Um, unable to surpass Game Boy, but I'd be curious: Where do you think? They landed in total units sold. Oh gosh, no idea. I'll give you, I'll give uh, you some direction. It's in the millions. It's not thousands. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I assumed millions, but because uh, it was global, right? It wasn't just a U.S. thing. You know, I don't know. In the struggle with game systems at this time, where they yeah. were released under different names in different countries a lot of the time. Ah, that's so true. I, I, this, is, this seems to be explicitly the Game Gear. Now, I'm not saying that the Game Gear was released like that. Uh, but there's a man, I'm going to say it was. I'm going to say less than 10, which I realize is stupid broad, but that's, that's my guess. I mean, since you said 10, I'll say you were very close. Uh, <laughs> 10.62 million. Oh, I, mean, I was close. I mean, All right. In the 90s is... I feel like not bad. The gaming market wasn't what it is like today. No, that would just sure. be absolutely well, terrible. And I don't, I, I mean, I have no recollection of what it cost, but I know it was a premium device. So, um, what it probably at least a couple hundred bucks. It cost as much as a console at the time, you know, a, a console for your living room and the games were just as expensive, uh, you know, 50 bucks a cartridge probably. So, uh, that's that's quite the investment for something that probably lasted like two and a half hours on a battery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it took, if I recall, six AA batteries. <laughs> that's right. I forgot it was AA. It wasn't. This is way before you know cell phones and the revolution of lithium-ion battery cells that that were actually pumping out serious juice. There's a bunch of AA batteries. You know what I rechargeable were rare as heck too. You just swap those batteries out. There's no battery life degradation hey. over time. And and imagine, just imagine a future where your cell phone has a two-day battery car. that you could swap out. Or your car. Oh, wait. No, we poo-pooed on that because we had that for years. Thanks, Apple. Thanks Thanks. For your I was about to say the, the same thing. We found our dig. Yeah, well, leadership is influence, and sometimes leadership sucks. Yeah. So, and, um, it, and it is disappointing that everyone followed suit there. For uh, what was it? Um, I remember like one of the last flagship devices that I got that you could swap the battery was either an LG or it could have been one of the last like early Samsungs that I bought. I think mine was a Nexus. Galaxy yeah. Nexus, Nexus definitely did that for a little while. Yeah. It could have been galaxy. Anyways. I, I remember like that was the reason I got it over the alternatives and then the next generation got rid of it. It was well, it's funny. curved screens and poo-poo on your battery replacement. So you mentioned that in, in the last show, um, we were talking about how I'd never thought about the distance one tank would go of gas for a vehicle when I bought it. It was never just a, it wasn't really a consideration of, of mine. I maybe thought about miles per gallon, but you really don't try to think about that when you're buying trucks. I, but I didn't think about the distance it would go. And now I think about it when I'm thinking about, obviously, an electric 
vehicle. And we moved on before I could make my point because I don't think that um, someone enjoyed revisiting the topic. <laughs> uh, but the point that I was making is, is like it becomes dramatically more important when you consider that there is no way to very easily just assure that you're going to be able to, to refuel your, your vehicle. And there's degradation involved because it's a battery. So I think about this with relation to phones. I didn't even think about battery life of my phones until like the size of battery and battery life of phones. Yeah. Until you can swap them out. Where I couldn't swap them out anymore because not only could I swap them out for a larger battery if I wanted to, which I did with regularity, I sure. could carry another battery in my bag or, absolutely, you know, what, or whatever it might be. It was just, it, I never thought about the, the battery life because I didn't have to worry about it degrading because I could always get yeah. it. I didn't worry about how long it would last because I could always swap out. It wasn't a big deal. One. Right. And the moment we moved to the unibody design, which I, 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 I like the unibody I design as far as like what it provides you with. Like, eh, fair enough. It, it's easier. It's, like, for instance, but it's I like, like water marginally thinner now. Yeah, uh, water just, resistance. That's that's cool. But there are ways to work cool. around that. You can engineer around it. There, there absolutely are. That's absolutely true. So I just uh, that's that's the thing I definitely miss. I wish we'd go back yep. to swapple batteries. I never cared that much about the SD cards. Um, I do miss oh, I the did. headphone jack still. Yeah, I uh, I, I still run out of space. I I love having you know I, yeah I still have a headphone jack and I plan on buying a phone that has that until well forever if I can. I can't um, handle seeing myself five seconds ago. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the um, I just realized the last phone that I got that had a swappable battery is actually the Note that I got before this Note. It was the Note 4, I think. Was it the Note before the one that exploded in people's pockets? Didn't they all do that if you did it right? It actually just, was the note before that one because I think that was the seven. note five or the note or was it seven? I thought it was I missed seven. A, I missed some generations. I can't remember. It might it was either the one right before this one or the right one right after the last one I got because I got a four and I think I have an eight now. So yeah, it's either, it's either the five to, or the seven. Get phones more frequently. Uh, yeah. I need a, another piece of news uh, either provided from me or from you. Ooh. Well, hey, this is fun because it's power related, which feels like a perfect segue. The uh, in the UK, a uh, a scientific organization um, has found a way to extract heat and at a, at about a ten x higher efficiency rate on for fusion generation. So one of one of the biggest problems, obviously, of a fusion generator is that the plasma temperatures at the core of the thing is roughly 100 million centigrade, um, so kind of hot, melts most materials and the the heat around that extremely hot plasma, right, obviously radiates out. It, it, it destroys basically everything you're using to house it. So the entire power plant is, is at risk. And so removing that heat and removing it fast and efficiently is actually critical if we're ever going to have, uh, you know, small scale, uh, fusion generation um so really cool that they got that apparently they, they're going to have some major tests within the next year or two and they're they're projecting um if it is as successful as it looks like it is on a small scale they're projecting that by 2040 we'll actually have some uh serious small scale fusion power plants so yes. mm. cool do you know a brendan doyle yes Oh, is he in my room? Hi, he, hey, Brandon. He very, very much so is. <laughs> Doyle's iPhone is connecting that. to audio. That yes, he is my next meeting, which is now. Oh, look at that. 
<laughs> this is good. This is oh, he just he just found out that that I am still recording my podcast. He, he that's, just that's found out that he was live on Twitch in front of thirty five thousand thousand raging fans. Raging, yes. That's, that's just an assumption. I, I actually I don't see the viewer numbers. Is it somewhere? Someone oh. give me the viewer number count. Are we somewhere north or south of thirty thousand? I'm just waiting, waiting for the or the chat. Um, we have our first caller, Aaron. <laughs> That's solid. Um, I, I I think you put this one in there as well, but someone sent this to us. The Viasat. Yeah. Piece. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny. Uh, it, well, actually, it's more funny the way it was presented to me. So it says Viasat asks FCC to halt the Starlink launch while it seeks some form of court ruling. But the way it was presented to me was uh, Viasat asked FCC to halt SpaceX Starlink launches because it can't compete. That was the title (laughs) of the, the, the Tesla Roddy article, Um, at least Tesla. I don't know if anybody else did, but yeah, that that's the same one that I saw. And it's pretty funny. I mean, the, the article comes out of the gate, like really strong and just says, they, they basically said, we, we want you to halt it because it's, uh, it was an environmental concern is basically what they did. And, and they just yeah. said the weakest legs ever, because the only reason they're asking for this is that they have no prayer of actually competing because they don't have a functioning product in space. So, so let me get this straight. It, they are trying to go make an environmental concern issue over Starlink over something they plan on doing the exact, the exact same, same way. <laughs> yes. Solid. You know yeah. what? I appreciate Brilliant. the boldness right? that they're going with. They're like, maybe if we direct them over here, they won't look behind the curtain. And uh, this will terrible. just be fine. You know what this reminds me of? Hey, you know what? Let's not include chargers with our phones anymore, Samsung and Apple. And uh, that will improve the environmental waste problem that we have. Oh, wait a minute. I love Let's how send a quickly different that charging got cable ripped. with the phone so that no one can charge their phone without buying a freaking charger. Like, Douglas, oh. have you seen the bottom line? Like, you can rag on them all you want for hating you as a consumer, which is fine. They don't have to love you as a consumer, they just have to love your money. Sort of. And Apple, favorite. and I'm sure Samsung, even though I haven't seen their numbers, makes a boatload of money off of those accessories so they're killing it uh yeah that's that's probably fair i mean i you know what i'm (laughs) I'm happy for them for making money what i don't like is when they try and make us seem like we're dumb i don't know no no no. it's in your best interest russ it's in your best interest and and people defend them oh a lot i that that is i tell you all the time is the companies are not the problem (laughs) <laughs> it's the users. It's it is it's the groupies. Oh, the, the groupies. groupies. Oh sure my gosh, it's Samsung a roadies. Uh, it's just uh, that's that's the main problem. Uh, oh man. Out of curiosity, who do you think the best performing browser on Windows 10 is, according to Microsoft? Oh, according to my um, well, let's go with Edge because Microsoft Ooh. said it. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to get for, it for yeah. a second there. I was going to think what might actually be the best performing browser, but then you gave me that little nugget and I knew the answer right away. <laughs> I just think it's, Microsoft <laughs> claims Edge is now the best performing browser on Windows 10. It's like, could you get a different source? Maybe like third-party peer-reviewed or or something. I don't know. I just... I was going to uh, say Mosaic. 
It's it's sad that it's news, but Opera. I just uh, I have spent a little time in the in the browser space lately. You know, doing just a some little testing. I've yeah. even used Edge. I mean, the new Edge is very good. One thing I actually really like is being able to organize your tabs Ooh. vertically instead of horizontally. Oh. oh, that's different. I am a fan of that. I've that been using makes it me uncomfortable, and I'm never doing it. Uh, I think you should try it and see how uncomfortable it makes you. Get off my it lawn. It is very difficult to adjust to, but I, I found myself, you know, sort of liking the uncomfortable nature with which. I feel like I feel like my dad uh, would definitely use that, and I, he doesn't use Edge, and he probably wouldn't shift. But my dad was always the the guy. I felt like at least for a little while, he put his start bar vertically on the screen. And every time I saw it, I just it made me feel terrible on the inside, and I don't know how he could handle it. But he, that was just naturally where he wanted it. Yeah, we got some <laughs> some people in the chat providing uh, some, brave some options. Yeah. We got Netscape. brave, which uh, yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm using. Yep. So brave is solid. Uh, Firefox, of course, which I, I always have Firefox installed. It's it's the only it's actual there. real alternative, and I say that because everything else is based off of Chromium. <laughs> so, oh, well, unless um, you're using Apple devices, which is based off of, uh, I can't remember what theirs is called. They, they have a different, they have I don't a different know what the backend browser is. piece. So like, especially if you're using iOS, every single browser has to be based off of their WebKit or something. WebKit, Darren's yeah. got it. Oh, there you go, WebKit, yeah. So uh, it, I don't obviously have that. So I do on my, on my iPad, I suppose, um, that I have that. But yeah, the um, I use Brave uh, and I have Firefox installed. And then at work, I have been using a little bit of... Uh, Edge just because Chrome was using so so many resources and oh, just it was man. so problematic in that regard but that I, I needed to use something else and I actually couldn't get Brave uh, approved so that was awkward. Uh, my so I my PC, Edge. I'm trying to remember if it was my home or my work PC. Now I think it was my home PC. It like locked up, totally seized because of. Teams? I don't remember what it was now. I know it was a Microsoft product, Probably. but I, I was just, you know, chugging along and then got into an app. I don't use that often and everything came to a screeching halt and I pulled it up, pulled up my, my, uh, my resource, you know, the, the manager and the task manager. And I looked at it and whichever app it was had outstripped Google for RAM usage, Chrome. Impressive. And, and remember, I have about 10,000 tabs open in Chrome, so it's always hyper-aggressive. And it single-handedly like brought my PC to its knees. And I killed it, and everything went happy, and I don't think I've opened it since. So uh, We I'm got Zook sure with Teams as a, as a virus. Um, although I will say, <laughs> I will say that... So true. I, so I use Teams heavily. In fact, we, we met on Teams yesterday. Uh, it's you just did. we use a lot I of that like uh, It is definitely a memory hog. I mean, it's, 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 yeah. it's using a significant amount. It's amazing. <clears throat> Last year, I upgraded my very old work PC, and it was, I mean, it was so... I was five-ish years old, so I'd like two cores, eight gigs of RAM. I upgraded to a new one that had double the amount of resources. And I immediately went to my idling state with my normal stuff open using 55% of my resources. So I'm like, right. how in the world how? did I exist <laughs> on my old PC? It was just unbelievable. Um, yeah, uh, that's awesome. Did you see this thing about Tesla? Um, they've, no, they've sort of been dealing with some issues in China as it relates to basically, I assume, China thinking that they are state-sponsored spies um, for the Oh, US. Tesla. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, Elon Tesla. Musk screams, I'm a 
I, I support the U.S. government. And everything yes, he, he screams that I care about things in general. Uh, very, very, very much. I definitely don't live a life that is carefree. Um, it, apparently, it, so the, the, the fears are about spying and the idea that basically Teslas are driving around like the Google Maps vehicles and just taking in all the data around. That's them. probably true. Well, it probably it's is just, true, but it's more fun to think. How likely is it they're sharing yeah. with the United States? And if say, they are, it's because they zero. want money. <laughs> well, you know, it, they, they, they might sell it. They are getting a lot of money from the government. Uh, didn't this is true. That was like the way that they were profitable. <laughs> um, well, apparently no, what they're Bitcoin going now. to be doing is they're going to be uh, storing and processing data locally. Now, I don't believe this means that they're going to install a VX rail cluster uh, inside of the cars in order to store it. Although I think they could. I would probably go vSAN on some NUCs or, or something like that instead. There you go. Start Get there. it. But Smart. The, I, there, it looks like they're going to use data centers locally within China to, to store their explicit. Oh, I did see yeah. something about that storing in China and they were getting some flack for that. Uh, Tesla was also in the news. I didn't drop this one in the note, but apparently they no-showed to a... I don't know if it, I guess it's a class action suit because it was, I think it was 16. It was at least a multi-defendant suit in Norway, I think, for uh, artificially, by software, limiting how how much you could charge the battery. I saw that. And and how fast you could charge it, right? And they no-showed to the court. So there was a a preliminary judgment or or default judgment because they no-showed of 16,000 a user, but that potentially applies to every single human in Norway that purchased one of those Teslas, which is over 10,000. So the 16,000 euro fine or whatever looks really bad now. And of course, they're expected to uh, to fight it in court later, uh, you know, in, in appeals. But um, still really, really interesting. I also saw some neat commentary about it because the argument that Google is almost, or sorry, not Tesla is almost certainly going to make and it just seems odd that they no-showed to the court filings, um, is that they, they did this to protect batteries. I mean, that's what it was. Right. But, but I suppose the recourse should be, well, okay, so your vehicle doesn't perform the way you said it would. There's probably laws against that in Norway. Like, you owe your customer something. Sure. But, but they literally probably prevented them from either dying earlier, like the batteries, or right. exploding, which both seem like better alternatives than just reducing capacity and charging a little slower. I was so, actually thinking about that because I would actually like for Tesla. And so, for instance, my uh, I have a, I know I've said I have an iPad, but I also have a Galaxy Tab S7, this horrible naming <laughs> convention. Um, they have Xbox a... Series uh, XXX? <laughs> well, the Xbox Series X, I can get behind for reasons unknown to myself um the uh they have a feature to where you can actually set a limit for battery charging which i use which is at 85 percent uh so i i actually think it's a really good thing for software limits to come in to sort of limit the amount of charging to do to maintain the health of the battery i don't think most people even fully understand that but i think it would make a whole right. lot of sense for you to sort of uh i don't know obfuscate that for for customers or users that don't well they, don't but they already do they already they already do that so every every and i'm not this is not a stretch i'm not this isn't a hyperbolic statement at all every single electric vehicle on the planet okay i'm not going to say on the planet everyone that is a major vehicle manufactured battery vehicle has a battery management system that does this for you 
Because there terrible, terrible things happen if uh, lithium-ion cells in a pack then, of hundreds, Then why did Tesla make this move? So this has to do for with one like vehicle peak battery. It, well, it has to do with peak battery control. So, so every Tesla has a battery management system. And that battery management system does a couple of things out of the box, right? Obviously, it's programmable, so it can do more things. Sure. But the, like the two primary functions are make sure that every major cell, so if you think about how these batteries are built, they're usually built in massive parallel cells, right? right. That's how you get the right mix of amperage and, and, uh, and voltage. And then within those battery packs, you just have a bunch of series and parallel lithium ion cells. So literally the same cells you'd get for like your flashlight, those 13860s, sure. they're probably designed to be three volts and they push out a certain amount of amperage, right? So, so a Tesla battery is just a bunch of those in a mixture of series and parallel to get the 90 kilowatt battery you get in the car. Yep. The battery management system maintains charge levels across all of the batteries in the cell as well as all the cells in the car. And it does that already because if you screw it up, they explode because lithium ion doesn't like overcharging or undercharging for that matter. They die sooner if they're undercharged as well. So the BMS already does these things. Tesla must have found out that what they published as a, a rating, right? So a 75 kilowatt battery wasn't actually capable of consistently providing 75 kilowatts. So they made it like 69 by pushing a software update to, to make the BMS undercharge to make sure that it didn't run into issues with that. And that was either causing individual cells to fail faster, right? So pushing it mm-hmm. all the way to the, the original limit or the alternative, which is blow up, right? So the, the BMS is already there. They already do this. They already, quote unquote, artificially limit how high you can charge the vehicle and how distributed that is, but is it should fall within the umbrella. No, goodness, no. So why is there very specific guidance on managing charging between 80% and 30% for battery health? Why does that exist? Because of lithium-ion technology. It it has to do with how the material properties of lithium-ion batteries... That I understand. Under or overcharge. managing this for you, why does a human need to manage it? We shouldn't. That's what I'm saying. They do. well, they, they ran into a quality problem, I think, where they said this is a 90 kilowatt battery based on specs, blah, blah, blah. And what they found out was if you charge it to that 80% for the 90 kilowatt using the BMS and, and doing what you're supposed to do, you don't actually get a 90 kilowatt battery or you get a 90 kilowatt battery that lasts half its life because more than 50% of the cells die faster. I, it's just a guess. I'm speculating it, as to exactly what happened. But. Well, uh, yeah, I understand your guess. What I'm struggling with is the notion that this already happens for the user. Because even, even when I've looked into electric vehicles, for instance, we use this exact one and multiple Tesla owners will say, I, we need to get, who's our Tesla boy? Who's our, who's our field correspondent? Oh, uh, 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 I can see his face. Tinker, try. Yeah, take a try. Brarin, <laughs> uh, Paul. Yes, Paul. Brarin. We have to get Paul on to talk about it because mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see what he does. But I've seen multiple people talk about sort of their charging behaviors for their Teslas. And oh, most of them saying. will only charge to 80% of the vehicle. And then unless they are going on an extended trip, an extended and then they will trip. charge to 100. And I if see what this you're is saying. already being done for There's them, manual why are intervention. they doing that? Well, so that's a good question. And I don't know that I've gotten far enough down that rabbit hole, but arguably 
that's a marketing problem, right? That's the, this is a 90 kilowatt batteries. You're always going to get three to 350 mile range on it, right? So that's what Tesla sold you. But under ideal conditions, your battery will last 10 years longer if you don't charge it all the way. That's, but they're that's not going to the sell that. They're not going to sell that. <laughs> that's my thing is if they're already doing this limiting, then they shouldn't need to do that. They should be limited. For instance, they should be selling 350 miles is actually at 80% capacity or whatever, but you don't have to manage. They're it. not going to do that. Anyone. That I, might I, be what the Ford truck is doing. I understand. They're and we're mad at Ford for it. I'm just saying it, it's going to drive the cost. You are contradicting of- yourself right now, telling me that it does it and that they, people don't have to do this. No, no, no. I see what you're saying now. I understand. I'm saying it, it is capable of doing it, right? And they do manage batteries, packs the way that I described it. They're not going to... This is the problem they ran into in Norway is that they found a quality issue with the way that they had sold it, which is sure. this many kilowatts, and we're going to let you charge it to the brim and, and ride for this many miles. When it started failing earlier than they promised, then they scaled it back, which is them fixing the issue with the fly, right? Sure. Which, which I'm, I'm comfortable with that scenario. I'm just pointing out that I believe that we should yeah, be planning for what I'm going to call slack totally space, agree. which by the way, <laughs> is a design principle of mine in the data center. It is. It you is. will never see me make a user manage slack space ever. I will never yes. make them account. I'm for with it. you. I like that. I always design for it ahead of time. And, so, and I'm with you. I, I'm a product I, manager on anything that uses charging. You will see me include Slack space that ain't no one ever going to have to worry about. In order and you know what's great? I'm going to bring this full circle and then I'm going to shut her down. Is it. that, do you know who you blame for this, Russ? Apple. The users. Because well, yeah, people exactly. aren't smart enough to say, yeah, I'll take a battery that lasts a decade longer but doesn't get me 350 miles on a regular charge. It only gets me 325 or 300. Build a battery that gets you <laughs> 350 at 80%. It's just a bigger battery. So it's Correct. a bigger car. That's it. It's all you need. What? doesn't matter. <laughs> It'll cost a lot more. That's the problem. And on that note, I'm bringing this Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Thank you all for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the stream. We certainly enjoyed having your commentary. We will probably get better at paying attention to it more, but it's going to take time. I saw Buley join the chat. Way to, way to not show up, but show up. I mean, I'm kind of confused about all that. I'm just kidding. Enjoy your vacation, man. I hope you're having a blast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for telling your friends. And we're out of here. And no, 80% probably won't get me to love it, Karen. Later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all.